Razor's Edge, as I like to say, as someone else might like to say that, I surely do. Well then, welcome everyone, this is Sandbricks Radio, and you are listening to the dismemberment of Orpheus. We are back at it, this time after a period of the holidays, I'm back in Prague, back where there can be a place for me to stay, although that place is still yet still has to be done, still has to be found in my voice, in your ears, listening to mine, to my ears, so why not? Anyway, this is a circulation for which everything that I say will remind you of something that is actually for free, that is not uh, in the things that I say, but is in the way that you listen to the things that I say. So, why not, after all, thinking that my ears are coming through my voice? And uh, as we are coming after a period of holidays, a period of holidays, there is always a period in between my podcast. You have something to recover, maybe, because the last podcast were not a great audio. I have to apologize. I will go back at them. Perhaps I will be in them again. And as you know, every time that you listen to those podcasts, I am there with you by your side. Of oh, a lovely sentence. Lovely and lonely. Perhaps the thing that I am by your side, even when I'm never there and when perhaps I will never know you. But... Why not? Let's change it. Remember that there is the Facebook page of the dismemberment of our fields. And so, without further ado, let's have something that will keep up, will bring us to the mood. And so this is Let's Groove with Heart Wind of Fire.
we had that groove, we had the groove that let us groove by Earth, Wind and Fire. This is a sort of tricky beginning, because it will make you think perhaps that I will stay on this energetic sound. And unfortunately, I have already to tell you that no, this is not going to happen. But that is somehow the way that my voice goes as well, because I never stay on a single tone. And people that have found me, people, the muses that have listened to my sounds, to my harps, to my lyra, um, they had those troubles as well, because at times I just stayed on a happy tune, like the hurt with the fire, and then I realized that the, no, there was not so much to be happy about, there was also something to be said, something to bring into the music, there was not just the hiding of the emotions and say that everything is happiness. Honestly, I think that happiness is overrated, and uh, I suspected that there is something more, but there is something that I haven't found yet, so that if you are staying on this podcast uh, hoping that I will give you the answer, well, I will perhaps at the end, but uh, the important part is perhaps that we are looking for that together. So what there could be more? Well, there could be more podcasts. There is the podcast about what makes a man a man, what makes a hero. So. Let's go back to that, or maybe also the one about necessity. These are all things that you will find on the page of the Dismemberment of Our Fields. And you can enjoy, and you can, above all, tell me how to go back at them, and by going back at them, how to go forward. Because this is a, a podcast, this episode is a episode in between. Because there is to recover the things that maybe have been a little bit confusing for the previous ones. And meanwhile, we wait for the things that might come afterward. This is an episode out of joint. And out of joint is one of those ideas that I proposed in Chasing Octopuses. Why are we out of joint? Well, because things happen and we always have to catch up with them. So, at times we talk about feelings, but above all is always to catch up with the circumstances. And so, about circumstances, we go to the the podcast on necessity. But now, as we don't know what actually is happening, the only thing that we can say is that it might be early in the morning, it might be late at night, but whenever we sing about something, what happens is that the earth rises with us, and so they sing in the song by the camel.
this one this song was by the camel and the title was air to rise what we have just been listening is a just just instrumental song this is perhaps the first instrumental song that i have been playing and uh, it was a great way to start to continue this podcast to continue this travel with with us together so quite a long one but full of resources thank you camel i have really enjoyed our time together so as I was saying, this is a sort of podcast episode in between. I am always Orpheus, but I am in between the things that will happen next to us because I'm waiting for the muses. Perhaps uh, this is a great way to put down the things that are going that we are going to talk about because I'm always waiting for the muses to come back to rescue my body, to find where is it that I can be this dismembered or remembered where I can finally find my temporary form for a while to stay like a body. And uh, we have seen, we have heard that the problem is always about the feelings, that the problem is about necessity. Things happen and we have to deal with them. Oh, it's not to say that I'm happy about them. Oh boy, if I hate that. I really wish there was a way to rise about necessity and just to be like those people that think they can really be above that. I always find myself tossed by necessity, pushed back and forth and never found anything that could actually last longer. There is a song by Arcade Fire, We Used to Wait, and uh, is a song that I have already played. It comes to my mind because I send that to one Eurydice once, one of the many Eurydice. We have to think that I never talk about just one. I talk about so many Eurydice that I have forgotten their voices, their ears also. Hmm, what a wonderful picture. But we used to wait for something that lasted longer, something that could last forever, perhaps thinking without knowing what is this forever. And now it's too easy to consider that, that there's nothing that can last. We have pictures on Tinder, we have pictures on Instagram, we just swipe, we just look for something that... Are we ever giving it a chance to last? Well, there's another point. I'm not gonna talk now about time, because you know that my conception of time is about Kairos and about Kronos. There is a podcast about that, so you can go for it as well. But this is... As it is a podcast in between, and I like to keep it like that, there is a song that I wanted to play last time that I could not play. And so this song has been staying here in between, and now it's time to listen to it. So let's go to the police, to the band, and listen to Don't Stand So Close To Me.
stand, don't stand so close to me. So this was the song by The Police with the head from Sting. There was a moment in, during this listening that I forgot who was the singer, but we got it. Also, I think I know also the other ones, but it doesn't matter, doesn't matter that much. And so why, why did he write this song, Sting? Sting wrote this song because he was upset by a person that loved him too much. He was so close. So the thing that you say, don't stand so close to me. In a way, it's also the point of um, other discussions that we might have already had. Um, they were in the previous podcast, but I'm not sure if you listen to that. What happens when we get too close to a person, when the person feels that our presence, our body, is something that should not be there? Don't stand so close to me. Is actually the point that it is not possible to go back anymore. What can we do when we get so close to a person and the person feels uh, trapped? The person feels... Uh, Ah, feels like it has to do, it has to go without us. So our Euridice has uh, to live. And we find ourselves, as our feels, singing like if she was dead, like if our partner was dead. It doesn't matter because our feelings are not accepted anymore. And this is something that we have to deal with. This is what I called necessity. So Ananke. It's actually impossible, in my opinion, to build an altar for beautiful necessity, as Emerson said. Although, in my podcast, I say this is the thing that we have to do. Oh boy, I really think we cannot make it. I can't, personally. But what we can do is actually to build something on feelings. So, all the to Aphrodite. Aphrodite is another podcast, that another episode that just followed from that. This is a quite a massive element of Greek mythology. We are building our mythological thinking somehow, and that is perhaps my real goal, to consider that things are mythological. They have to be, because it doesn't matter how I feel about something, there is to make space for something that yet had to come. So Hermes, the god of the surfaces, perhaps, he, he is the one that will take me out, or maybe it will be just Dioniso, that I'm always slain, like him, like torn into pieces every time that my emotions uh, reveal themselves. But for what purpose? Disturbing the ground of a bowl of roses? This is T.S. Eliot from the Four Quartet. But the point is that I don't know what is the point. I will never know it. And so I'm torn to pieces just like Dionysos through surfaces that I have to beg to Hermes to take me out to take me through them, maybe also to get out of the illusion that it might be adept. This is of surface and depth, and we will have something more after the song by Scott Walker that I was singing to myself before becoming the voice of the podcast. It's a lovely song.
And again, again, again Longing for belongings here again And I need your laugh You know I can't pretend anymore And didn't you know That I'm not the world's strongest man When it comes to you And your world I'm lost Can't you see the towers Of my naked shine like a dime Take me back again To your warm design And this was Scott Walker's by the album's four Around five, anyway, by the album with that number, and the song was The World's Strongest Man, a song that I really like. I was singing that to myself, and I find it really profound, somehow, deep of emotion. But there is always something when the song is over, like the doors who use it to sing or when the sword, when the song is over, turn off the light. There's something when the music is over that leaves us cold, so the music might give us some illusion of depth, and then we find ourselves in another surface, maybe singing that song and wondering, what is there? What, what, what am I going to do with that? Yes, stammering is the only solution. I love to stammer. Maybe, maybe the birds, after all, are just stammering. They look like repeating the same syllables over and over again. Maybe they realize that their only way to understand what is going on around them is to repeat the same sound, is to give the idea there is, that there is some constancy, that there is something that doesn't change, and the world will always reply to them with a different note, with a different tune. And so the world will be different, and the bird, by stammering, will realize that it's never repeating the same sound. So let's stammer all together, perhaps, because necessity will always make our sound different. Oh yeah, I'm not one of those that think that can actually change something. I know that I make the difference with my voice, but I know that the difference of my voice will always come up after me. Will always be like someone, maybe... Mm, maybe doesn't understand what I say, maybe uh, the thing that I hope to say to bring someone close will actually turn out to be like a slap, like a stub, like realizing that something was never there. And that is something that I should be glad to necessity to introduce to me, to see that maybe they were all illusions, but once the illusions are sh are shredded, one's illusions are scattered away, the only thing that we hope is to go back at the time that we didn't know that those were illusions. Oh, like, yes, you know your duty, you know your job, you know the person that you are standing by. And then you see, well, no, I never knew that. Maybe there was nothing to know. And so let's turn back to Eridice, because we cannot do without it. After all, this is Orpheus still in the title, and if the title says that Orpheus is dismembered, I cannot do much to make myself more remembered. So, The Smile Has Left Your Eyes by Asia.
even trying to deny that this is a, a radio station, oh, well this is my, a program, only mine, the radio station might have something else to say, but my program is about the broken heart, people that cannot recover their happiness, and what I'm saying to them is actually that happiness is overrated, I already said that, and there is nothing that, uh, I think there is not much that one has to think about to recover that happiness, to find that person again, no. Unfortunately, we get uh, to the idea that a person might give us our happiness because we have tried to relate to the person, to give that person our differences and hope to receive the, those differences back. The person hasn't accepted that. And so while after we have realized that that person, that Eurydice, hasn't accepted our gift somehow, then there is only one thing left, to realize that that person we loved is a person worth hating. Oh yes, I'm all for that. You know that I am absolutely for emotions, and if my emotions cannot get me close to the person, then those emotions will get me far away from the person. It's like... Um, 
paradox perhaps because the person will never leave me because that person if I loved her if I loved him well I cannot do anything beside it I just have to sink my position to have to sink my steps hoping that one day they will take me far away from that person not knowing if they will ever do but I have to sink about something and yet so I will think about those circumstances, those circumstances that I have to hate because they brought me to love a person that could not love me back, that could not have those circumstances to be loved. And so, yes, Ananke, I hate you because you gave me something to love and you took it away. And once you took it away, I still have a lot of things to say and I will sing them all. But yeah. So I am just saying that hating is good. Let's listen to Hedwin Starr that wonders what is war good for?
so war is good for what is war good for absolutely nothing so edwin star let me let me ask you something i say yes you are right but i want to show you a type of war that maybe is good for something it's a type of war that nobody knows that i am in war with because i don't want to know the person that i loved that i hate her i simply don't i simply wanted to be indifferent to her so yes i will make a war for that why is that i got to the point of making a war well because the person that opened me to see to hope that there was some depth in the space that I was occupying has revealed herself to be a person that has no depth, that just wanted me to be on the surfaces. And now I'm just aware that those surfaces that were there are shallow, that they have nothing to reveal to me, and I'm looking for them with deeper eyes, with more focusing eyes, plunging into their depth, constantly aware that there is nothing but illusion, that illusion is perhaps the only truth, that I can constantly receive the hope that there is something in what I'm looking at. And there is uh, something for which I have to do work with the person that I used to love, because uh, now she is only surfaces, and uh, yet those surfaces for her are something to be treated with profound depth. So this is a contradiction again, because I just say that in her surfaces there were no depths, and yet she treated them like if there were, like if there was something to see there. But no, this is just again another illusion. Perhaps the deepest thing possible is a leaf of grass. Is just a drop of the rain. Is the snow that might be coming down now outside the window, or is just the darkness, the color around our table? We see those, and those are surfaces, of course, but they are really profound because they don't have to take us anywhere else. So when we look at the newspaper and we see places where we want to travel and we think, oh yeah, this is a great place where I should go because I will get something profound, we are just fooling ourselves. The profoundest thing that is on a newspaper is just the image. It's just the thing that we see, those colors, the thing around us while we read that. These are only surfaces, of course, but these are profound surfaces. This is not to go through a journey to find the meaning of that picture. The meaning is already there. It's just to drift around, to cross the surfaces and waiting for Hermes to give us the hand and take us through. Unfortunately, it's not much of uh, building something around it. Honestly, the only thing that I think we can build is the circulation of Gaia. And this is something that we will go back at it, because yes, feelings are there, necessity is there, but this is also the world around us. Not knowing what will happen is a thing for which the world will always take over, and we participate in that. This is the idea of participation. Let me just close the idea of love with a wonderful song by Led Zeppelin.
I've always been intrigued by this song from Led Zeppelin, Since I've Been Loving You. What happens, uh, what has happened since we have been loving someone? This is another mythological figure because we bring in the mother of the muses, and the mother of the muses is Mnemosyne. Mnemosyne is the goddess of memory. And um, that is the thing that we have, that is left to us after things have, have finished, memories. And uh, honestly, it kind of sucks. Uh, I really wish I could not have them, how, how to remove them, perhaps is the only thing that we cannot do. We have those memories and we have to do something with them. At times I wonder what is the only thing that has come, why is that I go back to those memories and I see them, the only thing that... Uh, comes to my mind is that I can see now things that I could not see then, when there was some sort of idea of things that were possible, and now I see that those possibilities were not there, were not there because we could not get them, there was not that necessity to have them, things were already getting over and I could not know it, after all, when things are over, when things are over, the, thing, the things that one realizes that the beginning was the moment of the end. Things were already over from the start. They were perhaps doomed, there was nothing else to stretch. Perhaps there was joy in between, but those memories come back. And one thing is that the memory now are actually not bringing any joy. The point of those memories is that, yes, we see the things that were not there, and we don't know what they will bring us. That's the point. We are in between. We are constantly out of joint. We have no idea what talking about memories will bring. Will it bring joy? Will it bring sadness? I actually think the only possible suggestion is that we should be indifferent to them. I honestly want just to be indifferent, because Gaia will take over. Necessity, perhaps, or Gaia. I still don't know which one is. Which one of the two is the goddess that I want to devote my voice to? Perhaps Gaia, because I wonder if, after all, a leaf is just the desire of the sap, of the flow of life, to become, to reach the sun. To become a leaf is to give shape to a desire. And so I want to give shape to a desire, to my desire, to become flesh somehow through my voice. Although I have to go back to the desire of listening to the Arcade Fire, because last time I didn't put a song, and yes, it was a bad episode. So let's have a song by the Arcade Fire.
Oh yes, my friend, I have been, my friends, I have been in hell. I have been singing this song while I was there, this wonderful song by Arcade Fire, Haiti. It's a song that didn't take me out of hell, perhaps it made me stay there. I enjoyed this song so much, I just wanted to listen to it over and over again. It has been a long journey through hell. It has been a journey that I had enjoyed. I think I did. Now, to, rec to go back at it, uh, I don't see much to have enjoyed, and above all, yeah, the illusion is not there anymore, and to be out of hell is a place that it might be cold, is a place that one doesn't know yet how to get that warmth that in hell one went to look for. But one has to sing, one has to place itself in the circulation of something. One has to cross surfaces and look at every surface with the hope for a depth. The hope for a depth that is not the desire to reach that depth, but is desire to see the circulation of something else that will take place, that will take that place, the place of that depth. So I pray for everyone, for every god, for every Hermes, for every Dioniso, for every Orpheus like me to cross that surface, to be reached by whatever god is available, maybe Juno, the goddess of marriage, or maybe Zeus, that is the god of hospitality, but is also one of those who... Hmm, often forgets about it, and maybe it's a playful one. Or Hermes. Hermes, there is the trick, trick, trickster for par excellence, and he's the god who is capable of crossing every surface. He can go to hell and back with, no, with nothing to pay, like it happened to me, that I had to pay the love of the one I realized later perhaps was not love at all. So, Hermes, I just wait for you to take me through the next surfaces, and... Uh, well, let's see what else might happen. I don't know that. Although I have seen, I remain blind. And that's the thing that I leave you with. We might have seen, but we are blind to whatever might happen next. And the last song is a song that has an ironic title. The song is titled Helplessly Hoping. And one thing that, uh, yeah, we have nothing else but hope. Hope for what? Well, hope for Hermes' hand. Three together. 